from Lesson 15. Uh, God, do you hear our prayer? Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? We're going to pick up where we left off. We didn't get too far, um, but we had some key questions that we asked, specifically in reference to the knowledge that God indeed does hear our prayers, but because we are in the flesh, we sometimes retreat uh, back with the knowledge, the fleshly knowledge that God is not listening to us. And we understand that there are expectations that we have put on prayer. And uh, it comes to mind the conversation we had about how God answers our prayers. And we also need to understand that even in how we respond to that question, the yes and the no question, sometimes we put our own way of reasoning and thinking into what we think God is doing when in reality we really don't know. We only can go by faith. And that's the most important thing we have to look at in this whole exercise. So with that in mind, uh, once again, thank you. Thanks for being here this morning. And we're going to go ahead and look to the Lord with a word of prayer. We'll get started. Father, we just thank you for this time that you've given us to sit before you. And we just thank you for this special time that we have uh, in Sunday school where we can sit quietly and just allow the Spirit to speak and move about and teach and give wisdom and knowledge and understanding to things that maybe we've discussed for much of our lives, but maybe in this moment we'll even have greater understanding of what's going on. We thank you for how you do that to us. We thank you for how you teach us. Thank you for your presence this morning. Bless us, Lord, and keep us, and we give you praise and thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you. And uh, once again, we're going to get back into this and we're going to look at how God hears your voice. God hears who you are when you are praying. When you stop and pray, at any given moment, he hears your voice. He hears what you are saying. So it's never a question about whether or not he hears us. We say he does and we say it with emphasis. But now, we need to ask ourselves about our own prayer life and how we are praying. So the question I have is, what did he hear from you already today? Has he heard anything from you? Has he heard anything from you today? Have you prayed to him? Now, I'm not going to tell you how you should be praying, because that is strictly an individual thing. It's a thing that you have to exercise and take part in. But understand something, prayer is something that is a necessity. If we are being told in the scriptures that we're to pray without ceasing, pray without stopping essentially, being continual and deliberate in our prayer, then there should have been something between you and God sometime between the time you woke up this morning and the time you got here today. Amen? So we already have an understanding that prayer life is an ongoing development in our lives. And it starts from the time you wake up until the time you go to bed at night. Prayer is ongoing. Now, we know if we look at ourselves that we don't pray without ceasing. We pray intermittently, So this is a development that we have to participate in. This is a practice that we have to take part in. 
I'll share something with you. You know, becoming 60 years old sometimes is a challenge. And you, you have to go through things like, now I'm, a, I'm the type of guy, I'm one of 3% of the population who's never had a cavity. Never had a cavity on my teeth. Well, on the surface, that sounds great. But in reality, it actually is a problem. And I wish I had known this when I was younger. But what happens is, is that all the activity when it comes to bacteria and stuff like that happens under the gum line. And so when it happens under the gum line, you have now a problem that you really can't get to unless you have not a dentist, but a periodontist. A periodontist. And I've had some visits over the last few months, a couple months, with a periodontist. And the periodontist, when I went in there and had this, you know, when you're, when you're working with your teeth, you know, stuff is not right, you can tell. He goes in there and looks and says, well, we're going to have to pull three of your teeth. And I'm saying to myself, daggone, all my life I have been dealing with having great teeth, and now I'm going to lose three of them. Fortunately, there are three teeth that are not necessarily the most important teeth, but I still got to get teeth pulled. So this was a a moment of great anxiety for me. Now, you have to understand something. If you're used to having your teeth and now your teeth are being pulled and you have no control over it, that's a lot of anxiety. So I found myself the days, and, and Lynn can attest to this because she was watching me as I was doing all this, the days I was having my teeth, I had to have, I had to go three different sessions for three different teeth pullings, because they can't pull them all at one time. So three different sessions, and they, you know, they, they, they put the stuff in there, and they, they numb you up pretty good, so you don't really feel it, but there was a lot of anxiety before this and afterwards. So I wound up praying more than I had prayed <laughs> before those sessions, knowing those days were coming. And I was doing a lot of praying and saying things to myself and singing hymns in my head while this guy has got my mouth open and is about to yank my tooth out. Three times. And I I have to acknowledge, and, and I hope that you can get where I'm coming from with this when I say this, without those prayers, I was not doing well. I was not hanging very well. I know it was a routine thing. I know it was something that had to happen. I know it was something that needed to take place for overall health in my mouth. But I was singing songs to myself. I was sitting and praying. I was not having a good moment. But God's presence made all the difference. Prayer is a necessity in our lives. And of course... Because we have moments where things are going well and things aren't going well, sometimes we lean on God more during those times when things aren't going well. I'm going to challenge you to lean on Him at all times. Because this is part of your ongoing development in your personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Prayer is a necessity. Prayer is important. Prayer is there to bolster us up, to lift us up, even if we don't like what's going on, you know, those songs and hymns, those are all prayers. You're just using those prayers within your 
communication with God. And that stuff was coming to mind. And I'm not a, I'm not a big singer, but all of a sudden I was looking at hymns and, and hearing songs in my head that I had forgotten about because they were there. It's all in there, but sometimes you just have to see how God is using you. Okay. So with that in mind, there you go. Go to Psalm 10. We want you to understand that God does want to hear from you at all times. He wants to hear from you. I'm on page two. I'm literally at the top of page two of the handout so that you'll know where I am. According to Psalm 10, verses 17 through 18, the question is at the top of the handout in bold, God hears blank. So let's look at Psalms 10, verses 17 and 18. O Lord, you hear the desire of the afflicted. You will strengthen their heart. You will incline your ear to do justice to the fatherless and the oppressed so that man who is of the earth may strike terror no more. Now, obviously, this is a prayer that is being expressed during a moment of anxiety or a moment of concern at the very least. Amen? Everybody with me on that? O Lord, you hear the desire of the afflicted. You will strengthen their heart. You will incline your ear to do justice to the fatherless and the oppressed so that man who is of the earth may strike terror no more. So according to Psalm 10, verses 17 and 18, God hears what? The desire, say the whole thing, of what? The afflicted. He hears how you're, he knows how you're feeling. Let's start with that. He knows what you want. He knows that you want to see justice. You want to see peace. You want to see resolution of a situation. He knows all those things about you. And sometimes exercises like this take place because he knows more about what you want than you do. You sometimes can't figure out what you want. And sometimes during the prayer process, it's good for you just to start thinking and speaking. Because you may not be able to put into words what's going on. Now, I had never honestly felt anything like what I felt when I was having my teeth pulled as far as that level of anxiety. Because I couldn't put my finger on why am I so anxious about something that was so necessary. And yet, just by singing songs, just speaking up, peace started to come into the picture where peace did not exist. God hears the desire of those who suffer and gives them strength. Amen? I mean, that is something we need to understand. He is there to give you strength. He knows your desire, even if you can't put the words together. He knows exactly about what you are and where you're at, but he gives you this peace 
in the midst of it. He gives you this ability to endure even more. We endure because of his presence. Imagine how life would be if there was no God and you were just basically screaming out loud, nothing was happening. What peace do you think you'd be experiencing? Less than zero. How's that? Absolute zero. If you want to get back into a, the temperature of absolute zero. What is it? Minus 236 degrees. Absolute zero. The coldest you can experience. That's pretty much what you would be. When it comes to the missing pieces in your life, what is the desire he hears from you? This goes back to the earlier question. What is he hearing from you? What are you praying about? What are you giving to the Lord on a daily basis? As a general way of thinking, I'm giving to him whatever I need to function for that moment, for that day, for that time. I mean, he already knows what my plans are as far as the future. He already knows what, and he certainly has those plans for me. I might have plans too, but guess what? His plans are always going to be the ones that matter, ultimately. And we had to be open to that. But day by day, are we praying like, what kind of a day is it going to be? Who are we going to be encountering? Who are we going to be speaking to? Who are we going to be fellowshipping with? Who are we going to be functioning with? Because you have a calendar, you have a schedule. Some of us do. I don't know, some of you, maybe you guys don't have a calendar or a schedule. I have a calendar and a schedule pretty much. Pretty much know how things are planned out a couple, three weeks in advance sometimes. Are you praying about your encounters? Are you praying about your personal relationship with the Lord that day? Are you praying to overcome sin? Are you praying to overcome distractions? Are you praying to overcome those very things that can take you off of your focus, off of your game when it comes to your relationship with the Lord? Yes. Okay. Amen. Amen. Ronnie said something very key in that statement. If you're being honest, you should be going to him for repentance just about every time you almost open your mouth. Why do I say that? Why are y'all staring at me like that? Because you know every one of you have sinned at some point. At least once a day, amen? Amen? At least once a day, all right? Repentance should indeed be part of your daily prayers. And if God is saying, pray without ceasing, pray continually, you probably have a few things you need to drop, some dimes you need to drop, and say, Lord, forgive me. It's not all about just asking the Lord for something. Lord, none of us should be praying, Lord, give me this, Lord, give me that. Lord, give me this. Lord, give me that. 
That's not praying. That's rubbing a magic lamp looking for a genie. Amen? Amen. Why are y'all so quiet? No, I, I got that. But probably not. Well, you know, that's how it goes. Speak up a little bit, young man. Go ahead. Well, at least you're not in Genesis. What chapter? Exodus 3, verses 7 and 8. Cross-reference? Okay. That's all right. That's okay. That's a, that's a good passage. Verse 7 in Exodus 3 says, And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt, and I have heard their cry because of their taskmasters. I know their sufferings. And I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of the land to a good and broad land, a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. Now, funny you mention that passage. Okay. I have another cross-reference for you on that. One of the things about that passage you have to understand about Moses having this communication with God at that point. Moses was not ready to have this conversation with God and was pretty much in a place of exile for 40 years. Because he killed the Egyptian, thinking that God wanted him to have justice against the Egyptians by you know, taking up for the Jews at that point. But he basically went against God's plan and had to be put to the side for a time of learning. Now, the one thing that we need to understand here is that if we are not in proper fellowship with God, when it comes to our prayer life, he's going to put us on the sidelines until we get it figured out. doesn't mean he won't be using you. doesn't mean he won't be doing things. But it won't be the things that are going to be accomplished according to what you think they should be. So I thank you for bringing up that passage because we need to understand that our prayer life is very important. Moses sat on the sidelines for 40 years. Yes, he found his wife. Yes, he had kids. He did all that. But he had a lot of scuffles in between there, if you go back and read in that section. Moses was not ready to lead God's people until God told him to, but it took 40 years for him to get that figured out. 40 years is a long time. Amen? 40 years is a long time. I know I was 20 at one point, but that was 40 years ago. And I don't know what the heck I was doing when I was 20 years old. A lot of it wasn't too cool. 
Well, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't want to go back to that day either. But 40 years is a long time. Your prayer life has to be pretty much on point the older you get. You need to keep getting better and better at this. According to 1 John, go back to 1 John now, chapter 5. Verses 14 and 15. Now, this is a prayer that is rooted in faith. And again, I say faith. And again, I say faith because the word confidence that you're going to read in here is strictly a matter of faith. Confidence is an assurance of something that's going to happen but you don't really know unless you express faith. Faith is a necessity, number one, in what? Pleasing God. Without faith, it is impossible to please God because that means you are not operating on faith, you're operating on your own flesh. If you're operating on your own flesh, if and then, that means you're not pleasing God. It's simple as that. You know, you, don't, you, can do, you can write a paper about this, I'm sure, and go into all kinds of different little passages about what that means, but if it says without faith you can't please God, well, faith is rooted in what? Confidence that God is going to do what he says. So let's look at the passage. 1 John 5.14, and this is the confidence we have toward him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Ask anything according to his will, he hears us. You can't take pieces, parts of that verse and say that it's cool. In other words, in his will, to his will is a necessity in that verse. If you take it out of there, if we ask anything, he hears us. Well, that's not right. Verse 15, and if we, know, if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the request that we have asked of him. Now, again, it goes back to your relationship with Jesus Christ. Because if your relationship with Jesus Christ is on the development mode and the improvement mode, you are going to be looking at ways to be more in His will. Operating in His will. Because if you are being Christ-like, you are operating in His will. You can't take things out. You have to be all-inclusive in this way of thinking. Having a confidence that he's going to hear you according to his will means that you have faith and trust in him. In his will. Praying selfishly is probably the biggest thing we have to overcome. We're believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. We know that Jesus Christ died on the cross, took care of our sins, rose again and is in, basically in heaven, waiting for us. Looking down on us, looking if we're going to get our act together. Are we going to pray continually with selfish prayers? Or are we going to pray 
according to His will. What is praying selfishly? Pardon? Yeah, uh, it's, a, it's a form of the gimme gimmies. But, but let's even go a little bit deeper than that. Focus on self. Focus on yourself. And let's look at ways we focus on ourselves sometimes. What do we focus on ourselves about? Say it again. Our pleasures, our desires, our wants. Okay, that's a little bit more deeper than... You know, we do the gimme gimme, no doubt. But we, we also have pleasures, we have desires, we have things we want. Our needs, your personal needs. Now, let's look at that even deeper. We all have needs, amen? That is a given. We all have needs. We have to go and eat food after a while, otherwise we'll have a problem with our health. There are very basic needs that we have. And those needs are already taken care of as long as we are focusing on the Lord Jesus Christ. So those basic necessities are taken care of. Now what else have we got? Go ahead, I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. So what I try to do before I go to jail, I look at my day, see what I did, what I accomplished, and what I've done. And I always feel that my heart moves at something I didn't talk. Okay. Or do that. Okay. Okay. That's called a refocus. That's what that is. You're refocusing. So let's look at this. According to 1 John 5, verses 14 and 15, God hears what? Come on, y'all. The answer's right in front of you now. Come on now. Come on now. Drink some coffee. Walk around. Do something. 1 John 5, verses 14 and 15. So God hears what? Your prayers. Us. He hears us. He's listening to us. Especially if what? We are doing what? We are praying if we ask anything according to his will. We need to include that. He definitely hears us. But we need to be praying according to his will. The best way for you to pray according to his will is to be in fellowship with him on a regular basis. Not just a daily basis. An hourly basis. Every moment. That's your focus. That's what you need to do. 
if you're focusing on him, Ronnie actually said it, you're, you, sometimes you have to deflect. You are going to be distracted. You have to deflect. You've got to get overcome distractions. You've got to overcome things that get in your way. There's going to be a lot of stuff that gets in your way. And sometimes you turn off the TV. Sometimes you turn stuff off. How, how well did you study in school when the TV was blaring? You can't do it. You can't do it. You can't study. How are you studying? You can't do it. You know, the best way to study is either have, well, even silences. I'm not, for me personally, I can't have silence. I've got to have a background noise. Maybe it's some music, very soft, nothing loud, that helps you to focus. And sometimes, that's why even some of these new apps that are coming out, these Bible apps, actually add music. They have background music while someone's reading the scripture. That is not an accident. That is everything all about attentiveness to what's going on. That is something that is, it's, this is actually almost science-based. You respond when music is playing in the background and there are words being spoken. Now, I don't know if you want music playing with your sermons now. I, I'm, I'm not going to experiment with that part. <laughs> That's not going to work. There's a time and a place for everything. Okay. Elaborate. What do we do? What what worst thing are we talking about? I tell you what, from my experience, when I hit the rock bottom, I thank the Lord. Okay. You know why I thank you? I couldn't go no further than where I was. (laughs) Okay. You know, y'all laughing. Now wait a minute. You guys are laughing. He's absolutely Okay. You know what? Okay. So instead of you complaining on what you're supposed to do, praise the Lord. It's just a practical way that, you know, I see about something. There's an example of that in Scripture as well, too. Okay. Amen. Defaulted. Okay. Amen. Yes. Amen. 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 
in order to get there, you have to have knowledge. Absolutely. We know that the default that you're referring to, the Holy Spirit, still comes back to what his word says, doesn't it? You're not praying just utterances. You're going back to what his word says, and if you're going back to what his word says, then that's going to put you greater and greater in focus as to what his will is for your life. So in answering the... Oh, all right. You, you were going to say something. I don't want to cut you off. Yes. That's true. So our, our rule of faith, uh, you have got to have some defaults because sometimes in battling our distraction, it's not under Christ's circumstances. It does not pull them off of track. Mm-hmm. They pull the devices to speak up mm-hmm. on you. Uh, I remember years ago, I had to have an emergency surgery. I had to leave way across the planet and find a cancer system and do that surgery. Amen. 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 Okay. So what we're, what we're talking about here is praying according to his will. And we have some defaults here that we've used the word default. I like to use the word reboot. Sometimes you have to reboot your computer. Sometimes if your iPhone's not working right, you've got to shut it off and let it reset to get all the gunk out of it that's causing the thing to freeze up. And sometimes we have to do just that too. But foundationally, what have we learned in this exercise? Because we've had people express some very personal things about how to respond to prayer and situations. And a lot of it comes down to, Lord Jesus, be with me. Lord Jesus, thank you. Even though I'm suffering, even though I'm struggling, that's part of your ongoing prayer life too. Because stuff's going to happen to you in your life that you have to be able to respond to for your own sake. For your own sake. Many of us would be crazy out of our minds without the Lord in our lives. Amen? I'm just By God's grace, you have your mind You have what you have right now. But we also go back to what the Word says, don't we? We go back to what the Word says to have something to pull from. We have to have, as part of your regular praying continually routine, a regular reading of God's Word, which is why we've emphasized being on a plan, 
being on a plan and reading. We have a two-year plan we feature here at our church. You're going to get through the Bible, and you're going to find out when you get through that Bible after two years, you're going to go right back through it again. That's absolutely okay. We are still learning. As long as you're alive, you're still learning. Amen? Amen. The moment you stop learning is when you're six feet under. It's over then. You're still learning. Okay. Did you have a... Because I'm on a two-minute warning. I want to... Got you covered. Okay. some takeaways we're going to pick up next week and continue this discussion. But the most important things we've talked about today, just as for takeaways for today's lesson, are about the need for continual prayer, continuous prayer throughout the day, ongoing fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ, overcome those distractions, remembering that you're praying not selfishly, but praying according to His will. Praying according to His will as well, too. And remembering that the foundation of all of this is the Word. i got a pen here that says, The power of the written Word. The power of the written Word 
it has a lot of emphasis when it comes to the Bible, how powerful that word really is, if you make it part of your life on a daily basis. Those are our takeaways for today. Let's close out in prayer. Father, thank you for this time that you've given us to come before you and sit and just let the Spirit speak. Lord, we just thank you for that. You are present because we are gathered together in your name, and we thank you for that. We thank you for how you teach us, you encourage us, you continue to give us a desire to do better at what we're doing right now. Lord, we want to grow. We want to do more for you. We want to be ready to move, and we don't want to do things that put us on the sidelines. Help us to remain focused on what you would have us to do. And we thank you for the results. We thank you for the answers. And above all, Lord, at those times when we are struggling and scuffling, we thank you for your peace and comfort. We thank you for giving us the ability to say, praise the Lord. Lord, we ask that you now bless the upcoming message and the speaker. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. We'll see you next time.